good morning, everyone. It's good to see all of you scattered all over the continental and even the non-continental United States. It's uh, <laughs> great to be here. I'm uh, thankful that uh, Dr. Sherwood invited me to come and do this. I, I love doing uh, short devotionals. Uh, actually, I was telling uh, uh, Susan that I had, uh, I do a weekly devotional with our church family here and I send it out, I broadcast it out by text and I'm going back a few weeks and pulling one out of the uh, the old file drawer, if you per se, and uh, dealing with this because something that has just gripped my spiritual uh, soul and 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 even my ministry since probably 2004 or three, uh, I had an experience uh, with my secular job. I was coming back from a uh, a visit that I had with the senior engineer at one of the largest mines in South Georgia, actually in a town that some of you who are historians may recognize the name of called Andersonville. And uh, there's a, and this, the, the senior engineer there happened to be a, a, a very strong Christian man. And we generally concluded our conversations away from the business area and going into the spiritual area. And that particular day, we got to talking about the power of prayer and so I left his office and went and got in my car and was headed back to my home when it was about an hour and a half ride. And so uh, I, I had the radio on and some fellow was preaching and he was preaching on prayer. And it felt like the spirit just got into my automobile and said, turn the radio off. And for that next hour and 20 minutes, the Lord dealt with me on the subject of prayer. And my prayer life has not been the same since. Uh, so. Uh, this little devotional I do weekly with our church, I entitle it The Word from the Word. And the first word is, of course, close, uh, a lowercase w, but the second one is a capital referring to the Word of God. And so each week I, I pull a word up, generally out of Scripture, that I have felt impressed to, to discuss. But <clears throat> this particular week, which was back in September, <clears throat> I pulled a word up, and uh, y'all y'all might find this a little interesting, and I'm sure many of you have heard of this being used before, but the word is push up. Now, I don't know that it's anywhere in the Bible, but if you do any kind of exercise program, you'll, you, you'll understand how important a push up is. And, and when I was going to elementary school in South Georgia, we had uh, PE every day, from, and that's six, uh, first through sixth grade. And our principal was an ex-Marine Corps drill sergeant. And uh, he would have us do all kinds of calisthenics and push-ups was one of them. But push-up happens to be something that is very unique when it comes to uh, prayer. Prayer is so crucial. And I believe that every major biblical event, and even today, uh, it's all preceded in prayer. Revival, uh, Dr. Sherwood's here for our, our fall revival. But revival doesn't come by a man, doesn't come by anything, but by prayer, I believe, and, and, and the Spirit moving in that. So this word isn't in the Word of God for sure, but most everyone understands uh, that uh, we have to have prayer, and prayer precedes the great events in Scripture and the great events that are taking place spiritually today. So that being said, I want us to think about prayer from the standpoint of push-up, and we're going to use it as an acrostic or an acronym. How many of you have ever heard 
of the word uh, of using push for for a prayer acronym. Anybody? Okay. Um, push means praying to pray until something happens. And uh, one unique passage of scripture that is dear to my heart is Luke 18, 1 through 10, where Jesus tells the parable of the self-righteous judge and the widow and that she kept pursuing after him. He's, he begins that parable by saying there was a judge in this town that uh, didn't respect God nor, nor man. And he, he uh, and there was a widow lady that needed justice and she just wore him out by constantly coming to him. And if you were to put it in, in a modern situation, it was like he found, she found out where he had breakfast and she was there with a sign as he went into the restaurant hear my case. And then they found out where he had lunch, did the same thing and supper. And after a while, Jesus tells in the parable that uh, she's going to wear me out with my, her coming. So I better hear her case. And so he granted her uh, a hearing and, and, and supplied the justice that she needed. And at the conclusion of that passage of scripture, Jesus makes a statement. He says, and when the son of man returns, will he find faithfulness on the earth. So faithfulness and prayer are tied together. So if we pray until something happens, that's very important. And I think persistence in prayer and uh, con continuity in prayer are very, very important. But I've been thinking lately that there's something else that we need to add to it, you know, as we uh, consider the prayer life and, and what has led uh in our lives when we pray to see God move and act. And so the reason I firmly believe that we need to add the UP to the end of the push is because when we have answers to prayer, and I bet you everyone on this um, Zoom meeting today has had an answer to prayer in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Matter of fact, if I could, would you show me a hand if you have had an answer to prayer? I appreciate those hands. Well, when we have an answer to prayer, we are so busy today in our day-to-day -day lives that we have a tendency to just set aside things and we pray, we ask the Lord to answer a prayer, he answers the prayer and we move on. But that UP at the end is important. And if we do the, the P-U-S-H-U-P, that UP I think needs to represent unlimited praise. For when God comes and he answers our prayers by whatever means he decides to do so, we need to realize that he deserves our unlimited praise for that. And thinking on that, when you look at what Jesus said in Luke 18, and then you transition to what the Apostle Paul said in Thessalonians, you know, he said, he said in Thessalonians that we should uh, rejoice always. And he also said that we should pray continually and not give up. And, uh, and in Philippians, he, he makes the statement that we should rejoice and, uh, and, and let our demeanor give guidance to other men. And then he goes on to say that we should, you know, be anxious for nothing, but by everything, by prayer and supplication, make our request known unto the Lord. And um, when we think about that request that we make, so many times I think we bombard the throne room of heaven with requests but we forget to offer him thanks for the things that he has done. And I was reminding her of our brother that was talking about this friend of his that has the hernia and uh, what a tremendous answer to prayer. 
that that was because there's so many fears associated with those things. So when you think about the up, I want you to think about unlimited praise, but I also want you to consider the exercise of a push-up. I'm sure everybody here loves doing push-ups. Not me, <laughs> but we do them because we know that it's beneficial to our health. It helps us build our muscles and our physical bodies. Well, when we do a prayer, prayer is a spiritual activity. And when we pray, we need to remember that there's two motions to prayer, just like there is to a push-up. You have the downward motion, which is the easy motion. You're already up and you lower yourself down. But if you do it correctly, you're still putting your muscles from your hands, your shoulders, all the way down to the soles of your feet in tension as you lower down. It brings strength to the muscles. It makes blood flow. And then as you push back up, it gives even greater strength because you're lifting your body weight using the balls of your feet as the fulcrum point. Well, when you do that, that exercise creates strength in our muscles. But what happens when we pray and we simply bombard the throne room of heaven with nothing but requests and we don't offer up that praise? That's why I believe that we always ought to start prayer with that acronym of ACTS. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And so when we pray and we pray until something happens, and then when something does happen, we need to remember that there is a counteraction to that lowering, and that is the up motion when we push up. So as we push up, we need to remember to push up and praise him with unlimited praise. So if we really think about the prayer model, we need to remember what Jesus asked us to do. He asked us to pray. He's, he not only asked us to do it, but he demonstrated it. Dr. Sherwood last night brought a message about the Lord's Prayer, and it was excellent. And one of the things that I thought about when he was delivering that message was this very uh, statement about us coming together and praying and seeking the Lord's face, asking for answers to prayer, and then seeing him work out all of those details. Recently, we've seen a lot of miracles being performed in our own congregation. We had a 56-year-old fellow that has a 16-year-old daughter at home who is a junior in high school, and he went in with a back problem, found out he had a sore on his foot, and they were talking about amputating his leg at the knee. And we began to pray, and God has intervened, and it looks like they're going to save his foot. And he's already beginning to walk on it again. We have seen more and more answers to prayer over the past three months than I have ever seen collectively. And I think it's a powerful thing to see the workings of God in the process of prayer. But we have to participate in it. But when we do, I believe we ought to always start off by giving him unlimited praise. And when he answers that prayer, when we begin the next prayer that we're going to engage in, let's remember to offer up praise for the previous prayers answered. So as we go through today, let's remember something. When we pray, we're praying until something happens, but don't forget the up on the downside of that acronym. Let's remember to give the Lord unlimited praise because I believe he certainly deserves it. And uh, I pray that the Lord will bless you today and keep you. And remember what he said in that, that letter to Philippians. He says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts by Christ Jesus. And there's no better place or way 
or position to be in. And that's my devotional this morning. And I pray that the Lord will help y'all. Would y'all bow in prayer with me? Father God, we thank you today for allowing us to be here. We thank you, Lord, for the technology that allows us to gather together to worship you through a devotional in spirit and in truth scattered all across this land. And we praise you, Lord, that we're able to do this. But more than that, we praise you that we know that you are hearing and answering and performing miracles in our prayer. We thank you so much for the privilege of coming together. And more than that, Lord, we thank you that we know that you're hearing us. We know that you're listening to us. And we praise and glorify you for all the wonderful things that you have bestowed upon us. And we ask God your continued blessings upon Nazarene Bible College. We thank you so much for this institution that has meant so much to so many. Many people like myself who were called late in life could not have entered into the ministry had it not been for this institution who has seen fit to provide educational uh, pathways for people in the middle area of life. And Lord, the transition is difficult at best, but this, the NBC has been a, a wonderful avenue by which so many of my brothers and sisters have been able to pursue and complete their ministry career. And if it hadn't been for NBC, and continuing the work that they're doing today, I don't know where our denomination or many other denominations would be. So we give you glory and we give you praise for what you have done through NBC. But now, Lord, we pray that you would continue to bolster its strength and its resolve and its influence in our denomination and other holiness denominations. And Lord, I pray that you would just add to their coffers Lord, you own the cattle on a thousand hills, and there's not one thing that you cannot do. And we trust that you will be with them and bless them, bless this team of faculty here and uh, all the employees that are working steadfastly at NBC and bless those who will attend here and those who will be impacted by the ministry of this institution over the next generations. And we pray your continued blessings upon everyone that is involved in this work of educating people for ministry. We praise you for what you have done, and we know that you're able to do so much more than we could ever imagine or think based upon your blessed word. And we ask all these things in the precious and powerful name of Jesus, and everybody here said,